What is going on, everyone? This is like my 37th attempt to start recording this podcast today, and I do not know what has happened to Norm here, but I am your host, Norm Shaver, coming to you with episode 43 of Scruffy City Sports. Just listen to Yee take us, take us in, instead of out. Anyway, I digress. We're not going to talk about the struggle that I've had over here today. I have forgot to hit the record button about six times uh, in doing this episode. I, you would think, as a novice podcaster that I am, I would know how to hit the record button. So it's on my soundboard's big big red button. It says record. I, I actually did about 20 minutes of a podcast uh, and then glanced over and realized I didn't hit the record button. So we're going to do my best to uh, not let that bother us here not going to let it affect me at all at all but we're going to start over again let's talk about the tennessee smokies their season is wrapping up as we speak uh this week also this is monday september the 23rd uh it's about 6 30 at night if you want to know the peripherals for going into this episode but we will talk about really quickly really quickly the tennessee smokies they have not been doing very great uh, I'm, I'm just guessing they have played sub 500 baseball let me give you, this is the last week. If you did not catch them at home against the Chattanooga Lookouts last week, well, you missed out. Um, they are not home anymore. Their season wraps up uh, this Sunday. They are playing the Biloxi Biscuits. Uh, and let's see what their record is really quickly. I've already done this once. You would think I would have remembered, but didn't. Uh, they are 45-60, and 60, so a cool 15 games under. 500. It's never where you want to be. They are 12 and a half games back of the Birmingham Barons. Does not look like they're going to make it into the playoffs. Uh, so we sail that in. Wish them the best of luck in the offseason. Full disclosure, do not know if we will do anything with the Smokies again next year. Um, I will say that I'm grateful for their gratitude. They are sending me a Tony Vitello bobblehead. Pretty excited about that. Um, but I didn't have a lot of interest in them. I, I will say Maybe if they played better, I would have had some more interest. Um, the last several weeks, they were coveted out, uh, did not play for a couple weeks. So that's, you know, added to my didn't really cover them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you came here for the Tennessee Smoky breakdown on episode 43 of this podcast, I greatly apologize that that's not happening today. So we're going to move on into something else. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. They have had quite the week. They uh, had a series since the last time we spoke. They um, have went 5-2. and two. I'm counting the Sunday game against the uh, Rockies, if you didn't realize what I was doing there. Uh, when me and Garrett had our podcast last week, about a week ago, uh, they won that 9-2. to two. They did take a series win over the Nationals and the Marlins. Took two out of three games in both of those series. So that takes their overall record, if I could scroll faster, 76-66. and 66. So 10 games over 500. They have a four-and-a-half game lead over the fighting sillies of Philadelphia going into the last couple weeks of the season. Braves have only got 20 games left. The breakdown for that is three at the Rockies at home. Then they go out west uh, for about 10 days, nine days. Um, they have 10 games, 10 games. There you go, Norm. Easy to read after you've done it several times. They've got a three-game homestand with the Rockies, uh, which is Thursday – Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then they fly out west and take on three games with the Giants, four games with the Diamondbacks, and then four games with the Padres, one of those being a suspended game from when they were here uh, in Atlanta earlier in the year. 
After that, they've got an off day on September the 27th. Then they take on the last most important series, uh, three games with the Phillies and three games with the Mets to end the season. If all goes well, the Braves just need to play 500 baseball, and they should get into the playoffs. They are about an 87% chance, according to Fangraphs and all those fun websites and betting odds, to make the playoffs as your NL East division winner. That means they would have run it back four times. For the East is the new hashtag the Braves have come up with. So let's hope that they can continue that. The Braves have been playing fantastic. Charlie Morton, since we've done that, has signed a... Uh, another one-year deal with the Braves for 2022 to make a cool $20 million. Pretty excited about that. Hopefully next year we'll see a healthy Soroka, a healthy Acuna, and and maybe they'll run it back for a fifth time. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. They have to win this one. There's still 20 games left. Whatever will we do? I'm not sure. But I do know one thing. The Phillies are going to continue being the Phillies. They did not handle any of their business uh, this week. They had a four-game set with the Rockies, and they, I think, lost three at Three out of four. So, Phillies are really helping us. Mets, I feel like, are out of contention. I think they're five and a half back. Um, I do not see them making a just or a run for that. The Phillies and Mets do have a series this weekend. So, hopefully, we need the Mets just to – I'm going to say let's have the Mets sweep the Phillies. That would be helpful there. We don't want the Phillies to win anything. But we shall see. Not a lot of baseball left, folks. I mean, it's it's hard to, to imagine. We're almost in the middle of September baseball season is drawing near uh and then you know we've got football uh which is what i'm going to transition transition into next uh, i have a little something music here all right and let's transition into ut football really quickly <laughs> segment is brought to you by the o'reilly ow all right, let's talk about UT football. Unfortunately, UT did not take the win uh, against Pittsburgh this w- Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, they took the loss, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. If we're being honest, I I don't know. They lost 41 to 34. Tennessee came out and defense looked fantastic. First quarter, really put it on Pittsburgh. First quarter, 10 to nothing. Very happy, uh, and then that's kind of when the ball. The air got deflated. The the air came out of the balloon. How do you want to say that the the air you let the air out of the room? I don't know what happened. And and let's just have a talk here. Pull up a chair. Let's have a fireside chat. I don't know how I feel about UT losing this football game. One, I was upset that they lost. But on the other hand, I'm happy that they played good. But then I'm upset that this was a very winnable game. But I'm happy that they looked good. I don't know where I'm at emotionally with this game. I had someone ask me, like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, they won. It's not a moral victory. I hate those things. This is not an upward sport where everybody got a trophy, a participation trophy. But I don't know how to feel. Like, I can see that we're heading in the right direction. Like, if this was a Jeremy Pruitt team, they would have hung it up after – Pitt hung 27, 27 on us in the second quarter and just gave up, which that team didn't do that. So I'm very excited for that. They're well coached. Um, I don't know how I feel about Joe Milton. And I'm very if – you, if you got to listen to Josh Heupel's press conference today, I'm concerned that he's still quarterback one going in to this week. Now, granted, we play Tennessee Tech, and I'm sure we'll see Harrison Bailey, Hooker, and Milton – all go out there because we should probably blow them away by a lot. I don't know what the line is. Well, I cannot find the line on the Tennessee 
Tennessee Tech game. So apologies for that. So we'll just what to say. So whatever. But Tennessee should take the win over Tennessee Tech this weekend. If they do not, we've got some big problems ahead of us as a, as a football program. But again, I don't know. One that was a very winnable game. I, th- I feel like if we would have had Hooker in maybe the whole game or even Bailey in, Joe Milton just had those, I mean, probably five deep balls that he just completely overthrew. I, I felt like the offense looked better, ran better with Hooker in there. Now, I don't know if that's if he sparked something came, came coming in or what. I don't know. But again, on the flip side, he did have that horrible interception there to end the game, but he did have that big run on third and 15, so I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a coach. Obviously, this is my podcast, so I give my opinion. It's not your opinion. If you want to come on here and share your opinion with me, I'd be more than welcome to have that conversation. But I just don't know how I feel like going forward. I feel like all this team needs is a quarterback right now. Our defense is looks a lot better than I had hoped for coming into this season. I feel like they are probably one of our assets uh, going into this. Uh, we did not have Byron Young and, and Tyon Evans, uh, two of our main players. Big key guys there were out for this game. If we would have had one of those, maybe both of those guys could have looked completely different. But I'm excited for the future with Josh Heupel. I wish if I could say one thing while I was frustrated at the loss, and I know there's a lot of people frustrated, maybe we just give this guy a chance. We are a quarterback short. If you would have took Pitt's quarterback, I can't think of his name, but he broke Dan Marino. Everybody knows who Dan Marino's passing record at Pitt over the weekend. If we would have inserted him into UT's scheme, we probably would have won that game by 14, 17, 21 maybe. So I think once we have a quarterback here, other than Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker, and maybe Harrison Bailey's that guy. Once we have a quarterback here, I feel I am confident in this coaching staff that they can coach these kids up. I said it earlier, Jeremy Pruitt would not have coached these guys after the second half. Two weeks in a row now, we've seen second half adjustments, and that's all I can ask for. These guys are the majority of this team. If you watch any college football, you hear a transfer from Tennessee, transfer from Tennessee. We had 30 kids that left into the transfer portal. All of these guys are brand new. They're just new into the system, but they're picking up on it. it it's very good to see. It's promising to see. I'm, I'm just excited that all of these kids want to play for Tennessee, that they are on board to to, to wear, you know, the orange and white and, and to be on. I, I'm rambling. I'm rambling, aren't I? I'm rambling about this, but I'm excited that these kids want to play for Tennessee, the University of Tennessee. Have the big power tee on their side. Going forward, I feel like once we get a quarterback, we can maybe turn the corner. Now, you might say, turn the corner what? We're going to beat Kentucky? We're going to beat a Georgia and Alabama? I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I want to be competitive in those games. Is it possible that we go down and, and beat Florida? Maybe. I'm not talking myself into it. Could it happen? Yes. Anything can happen in college football. Are we going to beat Georgia or Alabama this year? No. Are we going to be competitive? I hope so. I really do. I, I want to see a good product on the field. I'm still sticking with my 6-6. Six and six. Now listen, six and six looks a lot scarier after losing to Pitt and the way we played against Bowling Green than I originally thought it did. I thought six and six was going to be a cakewalk, but we shall see. It's a long season left in football. We've still got 10 games to play. Anything can happen. As my good friend Kevin Garnett said, but anyway, anything is possible. It's a long football season. I apologize that this podcast has been rather short today. Uh, like I said, I've tried to record this several times tonight. It just did not happen. I 
fat fingered the record button. I did it without even hitting the record button. I just don't know what to say other than I'm sorry. I miss your all's faces. I'm so glad you got to spend the last 15, 20 minutes with me. Rant and rable about UT football and Braves baseball. It's coming to an end. Um, I, I would imagine I'm, I'm here for it. I will be podcasting uh, about something. Hopefully it's about the Braves in the postseason. Hopefully they can make a big run. We will have uh, some UT football takes. I think I'm going to try and do a record while watching a game so you can get emo norm uh, which is a it's a fan favorite i know but that's really all i've got for you guys today i apologize it was a quick one you know i got in my youtube feels and just didn't know what to say i really didn't didn't know what to say but i'm gonna let kanye take it out for us thank you for listening as always check out scruffycitysports.com i'm going to try and make some merchandise in the next few months who knows if it'll happen if you listen to this podcast a lot of hopes and dreams that usually don't pan out well but for norm shaver this is scruffy city sports episode 43 go braves go big orange go vols all of that fun stuff